bottoming out, homelessness, violence, and drug abuse, and everything I experienced out there, you know, now I would consider uh, one of my greatest assets, you know, because I have perspective on life. And so, as it ties to March of 2020, instead of marinating in self-pity, you know, in sadness and confusion, the anger and everything that I felt, boom, it was like that. So let's get a job. We'll ask questions later. This is Still Here, a podcast from WFAE that asks, what does resiliency look and feel like to you? And how have you felt and been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? We all have those moments, you know, where we're challenged or we feel depleted, you know, but I think it's really, really important to show up as you are. What helped you overcome challenges you faced? And what did you do to cope? I want anybody from Myers Park Affluence, the west side of Charlotte, to be able to enjoy a locally sourced meal that's prepared by hand from us to you. And that way it's all inclusive from edge to edge in our community. I'm Sarah D'Elia. In today's story, we hear from a Charlotte chef who went from losing his job to building his own business, all while mentoring those struggling with sobriety during a pandemic. For 44-year-old Sam Dimonich, the year 2020 began on a high note. For starters, the Charlotte chef was featured on the cooking competition show Beat Bobby Flay on the Food Network. Our first contender grew up surfing. He then rode his culinary wave, cooking for notable restaurants across the country. From Charlotte, North Carolina, Sam Dimonich. Taped in front of a live audience, Sam went head-to-head against celebrity chef Bobby Flay. Not only was Sam a strong competitor... And the winner of Battle Risotto is... He won. Chef Sam! On top of that, Sam was the executive chef of Upstream Restaurant, a high-end seafood restaurant in the South Park area, a position he had worked hard to get to. Then in March, the pandemic hit. And you can probably guess what happened next. So I I remember we had a meeting, an emergency meeting on Sunday, and that we were going to close for lunch. And then by that Tuesday, we all found out, really via email, that we were going to close up. It was a shutdown. We would not be retained. My next instinct was to figure out how the hell I'm going to feed my kids. Sam went into survival mode. You know, you would have to to understand all that. You would have to understand my backstory. My backstory is this. I'd already lost everything. I was already homeless. You know what I mean? And I wasn't going back to that. The life Sam refused to go back to was one littered with drug use and alcoholism. Sam became homeless in 2013 after years of substance abuse issues. He lived on the streets of West Charlotte, off and on, for about a year and a half. I was in the heroin. I was in the crack. And so I did unlawful things to support my habit. You know, and when I slept, I slept in a gas station bathroom, you know, or I'd go find a chair at the emergency room at Presbyterian or something like that. You know, it was just, it was just rough. Sam, who has two children, recalls seeing his daughter during that period. It was a Saturday morning. She saw me at a gas station and, um, and I was there. She saw me, I saw them. And then I pretend like I didn't see them. You know, it was one of those situations where it was really, it was really emotional. And, and I was asked to go back to the house and shower up and get some help. And when I wasn't ready to do that, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I left. Sam was assaulted while living on the streets, and he worried that would only get worse. He reached out to his family, who helped him get a bus ticket to Myrtle Beach, where he was originally from. When I'd left the west side of Charlotte, it wasn't because I wanted to get sober. That was not in my plans. It was because I didn't want to die. So it wasn't like 
you know, I had grand plans of getting sober and living this life as a chef on the Food Network and owning my own business. So I didn't want to die. You know, and I didn't want my kids to bury me and I didn't, I wasn't ready to go. And so I took a chance and rolled the dice and, and got on that bus. Sam spent about six months in a treatment center that changed his life. What he learned there stuck. Which is why when Sam was suddenly without a job in March of 2020, he immediately took action. He drove out to an Amazon warehouse in Charlotte to try and find work. Lots of people had the same idea. He remembers a line out the door. He says he was one of the last people who got into the building that day. The good news was he got a job. The bad news was it wouldn't start for two weeks. But not all bad news is actually bad news, Sam points out. Like, if they would have started me that day, then I would have accepted and we wouldn't be here right now, probably. In the time before he was supposed to start his new job at Amazon, Sam had an idea. It came to him while talking to a friend who is a farmer. A farmer who was also scrambling to figure out what to do next. And the reason why is because he had 26 uh, wholesale accounts all shut down, you know, throughout the Charlotte area. And so he had a season of crops, you know, that he had harvested. And he had a whole another season in the ground. And so all of that was, in a sense, robbed from him, you know, in that moment. Sam bought what he could from his friend and began tinkering with a menu. He thought, what if he could keep doing this and not only support himself and farmers, but also provide fresh local meals delivered to the community at an affordable price? That's how his new business, Your Farms, Your Table, came to be. Customers in the Charlotte area can log on to the Your Farms, Your Table website and order a three-course meal for $30. It's not just about keeping it local and affordable, he says. Your Farms, Your Table also wants to help those newly sober. Almost all of the drivers that work for him are in the early stages of their recovery, he says, which ranges from one to two years of sobriety. And what happens there is that somebody that's newly in recovery that doesn't know how to balance a checkbook yet, doesn't know how to pay their bills yet, doesn't know how to show up at work on time yet, can come into a place where you have like-minded individuals who are accepting and, and show grace, but are still assertive and you know we all have jobs to do, can present said person with a schedule say, okay, you have 25 hours a week. At $15 an hour. Now this is how you budget your life. Those are some of the skills he had to learn when he got sober in November of 2014. As much success as Sam was able to achieve during a global pandemic, there were plenty of rough spots too. His mother passed away in June of 2020 due to complications with alcoholism. She was an isolated drinker. I knew that she was lonely. I just couldn't get to her, you know, so I had to process all that. He was never tempted to use, Sam says, but he had a lot to work through. And he did that with the help of Ben's Friends, a fellowship of restaurant workers who are in recovery. The group held virtual meetings where people could check in throughout the pandemic. Somebody would log on and it would be day one of getting sober in the middle of a pandemic, which is mind-boggling yeah. that people are doing that. You know, uh, I got sober and, 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 you know, in normal life, and it was still the hardest thing I've ever done in my time. Sam also credits Alcoholics Anonymous for helping him maintain his sobriety, and he also mentors a few young men as they navigate their sobriety. And cooking, of course, continues to provide for him in ways he could have never imagined. Sitting in his apartment surrounded by cookbooks, family photos, and his dog Sandy, who is quietly curled up on his couch, he points to a framed photo of his home stove. In the picture, there are a few pots and pans. This is where he created and cooked up the idea for Your Farms, Your Table. And so that's a picture of 
what I started out with and keep it by the stove. It reminded me every single day to keep moving forward and that the best is yet to come. He now operates out of a commercial kitchen in West Charlotte, not far from where he once lived before he got sober. Yet it's light years away. I'm Sarah Delia. This is Still Here. If you have a story idea for Still Here, email me at sdelia at wfae.org. Find me on Twitter at Sarah WFAE, and that's Sarah with an H. Still Here is produced and reported by me and edited by Greg Collard. Our theme music was composed and produced by Patrick Bowden and Patrick Lee. Together they make Patrick Otto. Our really beautiful logo was made by Matthew Scott. Learn more about the series at wfae.org slash still here. Subscribe anywhere you find podcasts. Still Here is powered by Ortho Carolina. Thanks for listening.